Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nuria Martinez-Keel. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. This week, the Oklahoma County Jail has a long reputation of being a disastrous and unsafe facility. Now county leaders are discussing how to build a new jail instead. County government reporter Janae Williams has kindly joined me this week to talk about the possibility of a new Oklahoma County jail. Talks of building a new jail have persisted for many years. So Janae, I'm just wondering, what's different this time? Why do these conversations seem more concrete? Yeah, so this time, the main thing that's different is that I think it's just kind of come farther than it has in the past. A lot of people keep throwing around this idea that we have a unique opportunity because there's talk of using maybe some of the American Rescue Plan Act funding. Um, There's also some uh, bonds that are expiring that can be renewed, which will keep people's taxes at the same level, but will allow us to pay the jail off over time. So it's just kind of gone further than it has in the past. It's made it all the way to the county commissioners at this point, And they have said, yeah, we kind of think this is what we need to do at this point. Right. And the Oklahoma County commissioners voted unanimously on Monday to approve recommendations for a new $300 million facility. But that vote doesn't make any binding commitments to building a new jail. So what does this vote actually mean? Yeah, that's right. It doesn't actually commit them to anything. Basically, what they're saying is this is what we think is the next best step. But now we have to look at what our options are and decide how we would move forward. Like I said, there are these bonds that are expiring in 2023. So that would mean they would have to set up some elections to have the voters decide if they would like to extend those bonds to be able to help pay for the jail. They also are waiting until they figure out with their consultant uh, that they're hiring for the American Rescue Plan Act funds, how much they could potentially use, if it's legal for them to actually use those funds, and things like that. There's been a lot of pushback on whether or not those funds should be used to build the jail. So how would the proposed facility, what would it look like and how might it look different from our current jail? Yeah, so this facility would be completely different from the current jail. The current jail, as we all know, is a 13-story high-rise facility in the heart of downtown. Um, You can see it from miles away. What they're talking about doing is actually moving it a little further out And what they've said is you have two options. You can either make it one floor, which is considered two stories because they do double decks in jails, or you can make it a two floor, which is technically four stories. And that would take up about 22 acres. So there just is no way for them to do that at the current site. Um, It just kind of spreads it out. It takes away the having to use elevators to get all the way up to the 13th floor. They're wanting to just add in a lot of 
upgraded ability to do programming for things like um, alcohol treatment and substance abuse treatment. They're wanting to do some upgrades for mental health services and bringing in a lot of community partners as well. And how many people would this new jail hold? So the new jail would actually hold a maximum of 1,800 people. And one of the really interesting things in the recommendations that were approved is that there was a commitment that they approved in those recommendations to keep working to make sure that they always kept a 15% vacancy rate, which would mean that 15% below that 1,800 would be the maximum number of people they would ever want in that jail. And our average population right now is already above 15% below 1800. So they're actually trying to figure out ways to continue to push some criminal justice reforms and bring the numbers down. Um, And then there's this other weird piece of it where there's kind of some argument of the old jail was rated as a 1200 person jail when it was built. But that's kind of a misleading number because the state health department actually rates the current jail at 2,890 people. So the state health department says we could fit almost 3,000 people in the current jail. Whereas most citizens are looking at it and saying, no, you told us that was a 1,200 person jail. And that's what the jail feels like it's capable of holding. So it does feel like it's overpopulated. But because of the state numbers, we're not able to make the Department of Corrections come and take any of their people. Because until we reach that 2890, we cannot request for the Department of Corrections to come pick up their people from the Oklahoma County Jail. Yeah, and and a common problem at the current jail is overcrowding. And when you have too many people packed together, that can lead to further issues. Even though this jail was built to hold 1,200 people, now its capacity, like you said, is more than double that amount. So what impact would building another jail with likely a smaller capacity have on the overcrowding issue? Do we think it would solve it? Do we think it, it, it might you know, compound overcrowding if it's a smaller facility? What what are the discussions on that issue? Yeah, so it's kind of a mixed bag. It's, it's one of those things where It's like one of the things that they're looking at doing is making sure that this new facility is American Corrections Association compliant. So that means it'll have specific numbers of square footage for people. Um, But ultimately, what it comes down to with population is that comes back on the citizens really holding their elected officials accountable and making sure that elected officials are the ones that are going to go in and say, hey, We're not going to set high bail and bond amounts that people can't afford to pay that are being held pre-trial. That's one of the biggest things that people complain about with the current jail is that over 80% of the people in there are being held pre-trial. They have not been convicted of anything. They have not uh, been sentenced for a crime at this point. They are still just waiting to get to their date of trial. And because of that, there's a lot of frustration in the community that these people are being held for hundreds of days, potentially at times. And they haven't even been convicted of a crime. So they're not able to go back into their communities and keep working or keep, you know, contributing to their families, things like that. Right. And and you talked about how this new proposed facility would look 
dramatically different. The structure of that facility would be very different. You're going from a high-rise jail to a very flat, one-story facility that takes up a lot more space. So how important are those structural differences and maybe solving some of the problems that the current facility faces? This would be huge because some of the major issues that they've had, aside from the overcrowding at this jail, have been just those basic infrastructure issues of the elevators breaking down. Um, The issues of not having places for people to get recreation time and sunlight and being outdoors. Uh, The issues of it taking too long to get to people if there's a medical emergency because they have to wait for an elevator to go up to the 10th or 11th or 12th floor. And so by laying it out on a flat basis, they wouldn't have to wait for elevators. They'd be able to move much more quickly. In addition to that, it would be able to convert the system to what's called direct supervision, which means that a guard has a the ability to sit at a desk and oversee everything that's going on in a pod. Currently, that's not possible in the Oklahoma County Jail. And so they're under indirect supervision, which is what has been kind of out of use for years but was okay when this jail was built 30 years ago and so they've been trying to figure out ways to kind of implement that direct supervision at the current jail and it's not really set up for it so they're trying to figure out what they can do in the meantime but really this new jail would give them that ability to do some of these things that they just physically aren't able to do like I said like the recreation for their the people that are in there uh, the ability to get to things more quickly the layout of booking is another huge thing they've talked about where it's just not a very uh, it doesn't flow very well and so they're trying to fix some of those things as well with this new design so even though the commissioners voted unanimously in favor of the recommendation they don't all seem to agree on how to pay for the project. What are the different ideas on how to finance this? There's a few different things, and um, it's it's kind of interesting because with it being a $300 million project, there's obviously that's a lot of money. Um, and so one of the big things is that obviously the Oklahoma County is set to receive $150 plus million of American Rescue Plan money. Some people say, well, let's use as much of that as we possibly can to put towards the jail, which if we did that, theoretically, that could potentially pay for half of the jail. The thing with that is you have to be able to line by line go in and show how whatever you're using it for um, is aiding in dealing with COVID or other public health emergencies. So one of the things that the lawyer who deals with public finance that helped consult on this said is, we really have to be careful. We can't just spend it. We're going to have to show how it's actually helping with COVID relief or other public health problems. The other options are different types of bonds. So there's a uh, general obligation bond, which is the one that would just keep the taxes at the same rate that they've been, and it would allow citizens to just continue paying their taxes as they have and it would pay it over time. There are some lease bond options where basically the county would lease it from itself theoretically and it would just kind of pay itself back is the way it kind of was explained in the meeting. Um, And then there's one other option that would uh, basically they know that they're going to potentially save money in the long run by building a new jail. And so they can put some bonds up 
by saying like, hey, we're going to save some revenue if we do this. We won't have to hire as many new people. So we'll have some money being saved. They're saying they're going to save about $5 million a year on this new jail. And so um, if that's correct, then hey, that's $5 million a year that theoretically we can kind of capitalize off of and put toward building this new jail. Have they talked about what would become of our current jail once the new one is built? That's so far in the future, they might not have discussed it, but you you would just have this huge empty building in the middle of downtown. Yeah, so that's actually, that plays into that um, financing as well. You have an opportunity because that is a prime piece of real estate to then let the county potentially sell that off or lease that land, you know, get rid of the building and lease that land to someone who wants that prime real estate in the heart of downtown Oklahoma City. I mean, you're not that far from Paycom, so you're very close to Thunder Games. You're not that far from Hill Park. It's just, it's a a property that if the county kept it and leased it to someone, they could make money off of it, which could then go toward potentially paying for the new jail, or they could look to reinvest in it for something else that's needed in the county. Um, so there are some options of what could be done. There's no not been any real solid conversations, but the consultants did bring that up to them and say, hey, you have options if you move the jail to a new location of reusing that current spot for something else. And what propositions have been made, if any, of where the new jail would be located? Because I know a big plus for the old jail is its proximity to the courthouse. Um, it's also very close to the police station. So where where would the new jail maybe be located? Obviously, these decisions aren't final. Um, and, and what are the pluses and minuses of, of that potential location? Yeah, so they haven't given any definite locations, but like I said, they kind of gave the two options of the one floor or the two floor. And what they said was that with the two floor option, that 22 acre site, there's a lot more options available uh, of plots of land that are 22 acres that could potentially be purchased. Now, with that being said, one of the things that's also in those recommendations is that it has to be within 10 minutes of downtown Oklahoma City. So they're trying to keep it within 10 minutes of the the courthouses. The other side of that is they're also talking about in that new jail, including two full-size courtrooms, so that not necessarily everyone has to be transported for those basic things like arraignment, things like that. Those simple things don't necessarily mean that we have to load somebody up, take them all the way to downtown Oklahoma City, to the courthouse, and then have them there for an hour to only then take them back for, you know, uh, back to the jail. So they're saying like, we're, we're trying to build in some options to make this easier and more economical because we know that we are going to have to move it a little further away from the courthouse. Uh, yes, obviously there are some people that say, no, we don't want to move it just because we want to stay as close to the courthouses as possible. Uh, But like I said, with trying to build it out instead of up, that's just not an option at the current location. So some people seem to be opposed to spending money on a new jail. What arguments did they make against it? Yeah, so the biggest thing that I I seem to hear among concerned citizens, um, it's kind of twofold. So it's the same problems that exist at the jail now will follow to a new jail. The overpopulation, and and a lot of people said if you build a bigger jail, because again, they feel like this is a bigger jail because the original one was built as a 1,200 person jail. Um, And so that's that's their view of it. And so they're saying if you're building a bigger jail, you're going to put more people in it. That's their theory. Then also on top of that, they don't think that a lot of the problems 
that are currently existing are necessarily things that are going to be fixed just by taking the same group of people to a new building. Uh, they think that they are cultural issues, and, and that's something that has been called out that needs to be worked on by the jail trust all the way around, is fixing some of those cultural issues of the way people are treated, the way things are handled, stuff like that. And then another big issue is just that a lot of people are frustrated with the lack of mental health care options, the lack of diversion options, and the lack of substance and and uh, substance abuse and transitional housing options. They think that if we invested in all of those things instead, we would do a much better job of serving our community and helping people stay out of jail in the first place. Well, Janae, thank you so much for giving us a well-rounded picture of what this proposal looks like, what are what people have said about it. Um, obviously, the jail has been such a, a flashpoint in our community, a very controversial location and facility for many, many years. Um, so it's fascinating to see it, it may be going in this new direction. Uh, so thank you for joining me today. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahoman subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.